welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan. Sean, how are you today? You ask me that every time. And you know what? I feel like I'm not lying. I'm doing great. I'm really <laughs> happy in life. How are you doing? I'm doing great too. <laughs> Thanks it's for been, asking. It's such a weird season to say I'm doing great though, because the world is just going through so much. I mean, the financial markets, politics, everything else. But I feel like it's a kingdom statement when you can say, Romans 8, 20, God's working this for our good. I mean, he just is. And there's hardship. I mean, Sheree and I have experienced all kinds of stuff, but, you know, in the context of life. But at the same time, I just feel like God's doing so much and he's up to so much. Like, I feel like a lot of people, Christians are even saying impending doom, impending doom, end times, end times. I'm like going, no, move of God, transformation. Yes. Yeah. Things are happening that have never happened before. So that means God's response will be a response we've never seen before. But it's, we have biblical prototypes for it. And I'm excited. I feel the same way, even though there's hard things happening that our, our trust and our hope is in Jesus. And, totally. And sometimes we get our eyes on all these things happening out in front of us. And if we watch the news or we look at social media, it seems like everything's blowing up, but God's on the move. Absolutely. It's funny because I was searching for our podcast the other day and some podcasts came up because I never like searched through official channels because we get the behind the scenes ones. And I was searching for it and I was like, all these things came up that were so doom and gloom and were so negative. And I was just so happy that we have something that provides you guys, our listeners, to have a positive, incredible story-based approach to hearing what God's doing. And I'm just so glad, Bob, that we've chosen to do this because I think like our guest today is a great example of somebody who is in the investment market worldwide. And I've talked to some friends who are in the investment market and they're, they're doom and gloom in the investment market saying, we're about to hit an all-time low recession. It's going to be like a worldwide depression. I mean, I'm hearing those kinds of things from people who are positioned, mm -hmm. but I, I hear the opposite from people like Jesse who are standing in a, a place of faith for what God's still doing and wants to do, even in the midst of adversity. And I'm so grateful for that kind of perspective because it's that scripture we have to fix our mind on whatever's pure, right, noble. That's what we have mm -hmm. to focus on. And that's well, tell us about Jesse. Easy. Tell us about Jesse, Sean. I will. Jesse Boris, I'm going to give you his bio. He's married with two children, has a master's degree in finance and a CFA designation. It's actually Yessa Boris is how you say his name, but I'm very American, so I'm saying Jesse. He has been working for over a decade in the Dutch financial industry, and his career started as a tax consultant and a junior accountant at two of the big four accounting, accountancy firms. After gaining experience in M&A and insurance at a local insurance company, he decided to focus his career in investment management. With a background in performance analysis and valuation of financial instruments, he became an, a corporate bond portfolio manager with a focus on technology, media, and communications companies. Currently, he's a multi-asset portfolio manager with a responsibility of $7 billion. Not a big no, deal, Bob. No big deal. Working for an asset management company who is a leader respons in responsible investing, which I want to talk to him about that because that's a pretty new thing that's only been happening the last 10 years. Right. And uh, next to that, he has a passion for personal finance and shares his financial knowledge on his YouTube channel, Money Principles, which we got to talk to him about that too, because he just launched it. Yeah. And I think it's, I want to hear from somebody who's managing $7 billion worldwide, right. how, to, how to invest. Yes. I want to hear more. 
Well, it's so interesting because he's in Amsterdam. So all of our European listeners are going to get a shout out. And I think Ooh. I can't wait to hear this kind of worldwide thinking from him. I know, you know, we're uh, one of the top Christian podcasts all over Europe. And so you Europeans, you're not neglected. We're hearing from business leaders all the time in Europe. We have some people from the UK coming up, uh, an incredible banker. We have a mathematician. We have so many people who are coming up from our European listeners. So uh, I hope you don't feel neglected because you listen so loyally and faithfully. And we wanted to make sure that we get a worldwide perspective of what God's doing in the marketplace, not just an American perspective. So it's really exciting what's coming up. But we have Jesse right after this. Hey, my fellow explorers, we have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Hey, thank you, uh, Sean and Bob, for having me. I know we're so glad to have you on here, Jesse. This is awesome. You're you're calling in from uh, Amsterdam. I mean, you guys are. I mean, Europe Europe is going through so much right now, and you're right now in the middle of some of probably the biggest projects you've ever done. So, in the midst of a really challenging financial market, God's doing something really unique through you, and I just love that. I love to hear those stories. Yeah, I'm glad to share it with uh, with your audience. Uh... And to share about what what God is doing in my life, and also to give, let's say, more of a God perspective on the financial industry, because God is doing something uh, I think amazing, and it's good to uh, good to give that perspective to people who are not as close to the financial industry and financial yeah. markets as myself. Yeah. Oh, we need it. We need that hope. Well, Bob, you're going to start out with the first question because we were kind of pre-talking. You said I have a really interesting question. Well, I don't know how interesting it is, but <laughs> Jesse, um, you talked to us about the three dimensions of your calling. And I love how you talk about it as dimensions. Could you explain to our listeners um, the, three event, the three dimensions of your calling? Definitely, Bob. I was, I think, 18 years old when I first, let's say, had a personal encounter with, uh, with, with God and it changed my life. And I started, let's say, uh, my uh, my spiritual growth in a, in a men's group. And in that men's group, we challenged each other with questions. And one of the questions that was asked is, what is your calling? Which is a, a big question, but yeah. I immediately knew the answer. My calling is to be in, in a, an investor in God's kingdom. Wow. I didn't really know what it was at that point in time, what it exactly yeah. meant. I was still young and... But that was, I had it on my heart that I wanted to be an investor in God's kingdom. And what my perception of that was that when I heard, let's say, testimonies in church about people went on missionary trips or uh, they went to Bible school, they always at one point had a, had a, yeah, a, uh, a miracle 
of financing and that somebody gave them money. Right. And always when I hear those stories and when I hear those testimonies, my heart really went out to the guy who was giving the money. That's so what cool. was going in his mind. What, yeah. what, mm-hmm. why did he give the money? How did he hear God? And how does he know how much he needed to give? And so I was really thinking, okay, if God's going to give me a calling to be an investor in God's kingdom, maybe it's that. So wow. that, that was kind of my, my, my first idea. Okay. That that's part of my calling. And I've seen God work in my life through that. So maybe one testimony that I can give is that at one point I wanted to to bless uh, a young couple. They were going to marry. And I thought, okay, if God has given me, let's say, a certain amount that I wanted to give to them. Um, but it was they're going to get married six months away ahead. So I had this amount and I thought, okay, after six months, I will just give them that money and send it to them. So time came, I sent the money to them and then I got a, f- a phone call. Uh, I got a phone message on, uh, on WhatsApp um, and he said, hey, uh, thank you for the money. But I also want to share with you what, what happened. And uh, he, he testified and he said, I, um, I was on the phone with my wife and we were discussing whether or not we should get married because we don't have money. And wow. it was uh, too much, let's say, also stress putting on their relationship. Oh, should we go through with this? And when he was on the phone, he got a he got an act of faith. Uh, just, he was filled with faith. And he said, I'm going to look in my phone and I'm going to show you that God is a good father. And he takes care of us. Oh, wow. And he opened his phone and there was the amount that... I, I gave I gave to him, and I as a always when I give money I always think about okay maybe I was also wants to give them a message when I give the money, so I I send it a, a, as a subject um, a pre wedding gift from the father. Oh wow! Which was from them. Oh, I got chills. <laughs> and they got married that summer, and uh, the. God completely provided for all the money that they needed. So I, one of the things I love about talking to you, because you shared uh, just that heartbeat of when you heard those missionary stories and when you heard those God moment stories in churches or ministries of the money was given. I love that you put yourself in the place of the father. Cause I think of like, when you read the parables of the Bible and you don't like, like the prodigal son, most people think of themselves as the prodigal, their brother. And I remember years ago, the Lord challenged me think of yourself as the father in that story. Mm-hmm. Think of yourself as the provider, the benefactor. And I used to, as a young minister, look for sugar daddies or like providers, benefactors, who's going to partner to me, who's going to, and it sounds terrible, but it's like what a lot of people do in those contexts. And I remember at one point, God said, I want you to be a benefactor. I want you to set your life up so you could be a great resource center and blessing and give away and give away social capital and give away finances and give away resources. And not many people, I think, there's not an investment mindset in a lot of the church worldwide. And I love you, Jesse, because you just automatically, your story just imparts that. It's just so real to you. And you've been living this life and you're so young, but this is your truth. This is what you live out of. And it's so profound. Do you have any more stories like that one? No, I, I can, what I, yeah, I can, I can share a lot more on that, but maybe on, let's say the, the, the second element of my, of my calling, mm-hmm. what I, what I found out is that 
over, over I've been, let's say, in the, in the financial industry for over a decade now. I started off as a junior accountant at a big, big four accountancy firm. And what I noticed was that every year I just saw that, let's say, God's uh, grace was on my life and, uh, and doors were opening. So every year I got a promotion, every year something happened and I, I transformed from an accountant to one of the, one, yeah, as to a portfolio manager, an investment, uh, investment manager in the, in the industry. And that's, so the, there, was a, there was a transformation and maybe I can share one, uh, one um, testimony on that is that well, I, I just knew that God was opening doors because just if you just look at, I also have, of course, an uh, educational background, I have a master's degree, I have a, a C, CFA title, but what I, what I saw was that because God gives me ideas about what, uh, what, to, um, what to say to my supervisors and what to say to also to pitch ideas, new ideas that I haven't really heard about before. And I saw that these ideas were key in my transformation in my career hmm. because wow. they saw something that was, uh, that was different and a lot different. I, I, at one point I just came out of, uh, out of my, uh, university. I started my first job at an insurance company. And that first year I was allowed to pitch an idea for the board, which wow. was, I was, let's say, 24 years old, and I was pitching for the board a new product, and they funded that product, and, and they launched that product. So it was, it, it was crazy, and that, that I, I saw that that opening created um, a new door, and that door was that I was able to go into uh, mergers and acquisitions, which was quite a high-profile uh, position. Right. And out of that, I was able to, to go into investment management, in a relatively short period of time of only a year. Wow. Wow. Which was, I, I just, I just saw that things were, things were happening. And, um, and what I, what I also saw is that uh, maybe, maybe one testimony is that I was we're always in negotiation about salaries and stuff like that. Um, and at one point I got an offer about a 12% raise on my salary um, which I was fine with, which is kind of, let's say, a normal, a good raise, which you can have, be happy with, let's say 5% if you do well, 10% if you do above average. Um, so I agreed to that. And then HR processed the documents and came back with a new contract. And when I read the contract, my manager came to me and he said, um, HR created a contract, but it's not a 12% raise but it's a 25% raise. <laughs> and this, and this is, um, I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to back, go back to HR. I think you deserve it. Um, wow. This is yes. for you. So I was, I was flabbergasted and I was praying about it with God. What do, what do you want to, yeah, I want to say to me and, and God really spoke to my heart. I want to surprise you. And mm -hmm. you can do a lot out of your own strength, but this was clearly, something that God, let's say, provided and shown his, uh, his favor. So my calling wow. being an investor in the kingdom of, of, of God, 
is also a reality. I'm also now an investor in the kingdom of God. And I manage, let's say, about 7 billion of multi-asset funds uh, globally. And it's, it's, it's exciting. So I've been able to allocate money um, across different asset classes towards equities, bonds, corporate bonds, sovereign bonds, high-yield bonds, emerging market debt, um, but also commodities, gold, oil. And I've been able to... Um, yeah, to manage the money for my clients. And that's been a real privilege to have a positive influence there. Jesse, you wow. mentioned you mentioned earlier that uh, when you were in the insurance company, God gave you an idea to pitch to the board. Um, can you, I would assume with your education and how brilliant you are, um, it's easy to stay up in your head. Does God has God given you any supernatural like strategies with investing that you that you you could talk to us about? Now that maybe uh, yeah I can I can share share to you um, some is that what's what's been interesting is that um, I'm full of ideas but mm -hmm. not all ideas are God's ideas of course um, but I try them anyway um, and. We'll, what I, uh, at one point, I had so many ideas and we had an, in the company, we had an uh, innovation manager. And what I, what I did was I just made a list of all the ideas that I had and I just pitched them all to this innovation manager. And he was like, okay, nice, oh, nice, 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 nice. And there was not really an idea that clicked with him. But he asked me and he said, can you maybe do, let's say, a competitor analysis on what is happening now in the industry with regards to responsible investing. Hmm. And I was like, okay, that, I, I can do that. I have the data. So, um, so I made this competitor analysis and he, he was like, he was really impressed. And he said, can you, can you just make it somewhat bigger and can you create it? And I have somebody in the team that can, uh, can help you. He's also a Christian. And I, I was like, I didn't even know that he knew that I was a Christian or, <laughs> um, you can you can both do this and what happened this snowball started rolling and at one point we we created a whole business case and strategy that we were able to present to the board that they also yeah embraced wow. and now let's say the company that i work for is one of the leaders in this industry and what i what i what, what is interesting about responsible investing is is that it's investing with the conscious so you're not allocating your money just across the board, across everything. If you normally buy an index product or an ETF, you just buy everything that's in the market, meaning everything. Also, companies that you might don't want to be associated with. Right. But responsible investing really looks like okay. If we allocate our money, if you allocate your money, we're gonna do that, and we're gonna exclude companies that that we don't like, and. What you're now seeing in the industry is that this is growing rapidly. Wow. That many, many big companies are uh, adopting this. Why? Because clients want it. Clients really want to have, let's say, a conscience with their investing. Um, and you see that also in the, across the industry. So you have the Harvard Endowment Fund, who now is looking into excluding fossil fuels. But you also see it. In, in banking where they decide, okay, this company, we don't want to do business anymore with wow. it. So an example is the recently there was OnlyFans, which is um, a yeah. well-known 
let's say company which uh, uh, is let's say known for its adult entertainment yeah uh, but banks said okay we're not going to do business with you anymore and they needed to alter to look for alternative financing and you see that's happening in the investment industry is that it becomes more and more uh, conscious and it goes so far that we now look at uh, the investment portfolio and we even have what we call impact investing that every every euro dollar that you invest only uh, should have a positive impact on society otherwise we don't invest it and that's what also reported to clients so clients can see what their money is doing in a positive way how they tackle wealth inequality how they tackle uh, equality in general gender equality how they wow. tackle i mean is this brand new issues. way of thinking or is this is this very broad yet or is this are you guys pioneering i think this is uh it's it's all relative but this is already uh uh a tens of trillion dollar business so yeah. it's wow. it, it, it's let's say in the broader scheme of things it's still a small business but it's also already sm- bigger than cryptocurrency or whatever like that so it's already it's huge and it's uh it's exploding um across the and recently that uh, the company that i work for has been bought by a big wall street uh, wall street bank uh, maybe people in the industry know that and you see that it's it's yeah it's it's expanding and it's uh it's becoming more and more a priority for uh, for investors i mean seeing you in there and helping to look for those options and look for those opportunities for investors i just think of joseph and daniel and people it's like you know pharaoh was only as successful as having joseph by his side because he needed that that integrity he needed that that god influence and i just see you like in this company and having this influence to look for what God's doing and look for what's right, what's righteous. And I just, wow, I'm just blown away. I've, I haven't, I didn't know this was that trend. I mean, you talked to me a little bit about it, but hearing it laid out again like that, it's like, I'm so proud of God's hand moving in investment circles that I've never heard being done like that. Cause I've had friends who actually bought whole industries. Like one of my friends bought an industry uh, I can't say what it was, but there was so much bad in the industry at the same time and he couldn't separate it. And so to know that there's new models coming out to where you can, it's just like, yes, it changes everything. It does. Yeah. And I think that uh, this revolution that's currently happening, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And it, because I'm in there, but I now also, when I look back, I see God's hand and that's, yeah. And that's for me important. I want to see God move and I want to move with him. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. And that's something that, uh, that I'm now, yeah, that I now can see. And that's, that's, that's really fantastic. So Jesse, I, I can tell you have high integrity and over your 10 year career or so, I'm sure that there's been moves that you've made that have not panned out, that have not worked out like you thought. And how do you handle uh, either when a mistake's made or an investment goes sideways? And um, I would imagine your openness and transparency, really, your clients really appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. I think that it, investing is still, let's say, uh, human work. So yeah, mistakes happen, uh, unfortunately. But the, the, what I what I really learned is that Let's say if there's a mistake, your first reaction is, is that, okay, maybe somebody will panic or somebody will, uh, will be mad or 
my boss will be mad. And the, what I really always committed to is just be open, just uh, commit and say, okay, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, just be honest and really tell what has happened and what I've, what I've seen. There's so much mercy um, and so much understanding of, let's say, the, of the, yeah, the, 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 everybody makes mistakes. And yeah. I've really, yeah, I've, I've really been carried in that sense, um, but also by my colleagues. And I've had also amazing managers and I've, yeah, I've also been able to, uh, to, to deal with it. And of course, it's a shock and sometimes uh, mistakes. Yeah, yeah. When it's investments, it's always all about a lot of money. So you always think about that. But the moment you open up, there was always somebody who said, yeah, but it's not only your mistake. We have processes. We have mm -hmm. the, the, the tackle this. So um, they always been, let's say, wow. a help. And I've, yeah, I've been able to, uh, to deal with it with, uh, yeah, with the support of, uh, of others. And um, yeah, I've, I've really felt carried in that sense. I, I, so just, I think that's one of the reasons you have so much favor is because you're willing to own what you do and people trust you and you know in in your business and every business trust is a commodity and i don't think a lot of people look at it like that and it's obvious that you do and it's just so refreshing to hear you you talk that way well one of the things that you've been doing jesse for just kind of the the world around you recently launched a youtube channel where you're trying to teach investment principles to the everyday person talk about that a little bit and how it's going yeah, I, it's very exciting. Maybe I can also tell you how that happened. It's also testimony by itself. It's, I, I was discussing, of course, the, the, the different, let's say, pillars of my calling. And the third pillar is that I really believe that I need to invest in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And one way, at, at one point, I was, I was sitting in church and there was an idea that popped up in my mind, um, a new distribution channel for, let's say, the, the company that I was working for. And I also had a person in mind which was just yeah, was a, let's say an executive and i never met him so i was like okay well, do i need to really share this and was uh but i thought okay let's let let me share this and i sent him an email and he was like okay let's c come over and share it um he was super excited but out of that um that all was about okay getting a closer connection to your to your to your client and with that, I was really focusing on, okay, what is, how do I want to do that? What can my contribution be? How can I really get closer to, to people? And how can I uh, inspire them to also start investing? Because investing is like a, a key cornerstone in your journey and how you deal with money. Mm. Because investing make, helps you realize long-term financial goals. And I also believe that God has really, let's say, put a... Multi has, has let's say a multiplication mindset and investing is really mm -hmm. also part of that there's also the parable of the talents of course yeah. in Matthew that really focuses on that that mul multiplication but I really got okay this is something that I really want to help people but I didn't really know how so I was thinking so maybe on with a podcast or on YouTube and or, or writing a book but yeah maybe writing a book is uh, for the for let's say my target group is maybe not uh, something that I really are looking forward to. So, what 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 is it? And then 
also got a friend who's also in the uh, who's also prophetically gifted and he said i see you on youtube and that really clicked <laughs> with my heart because that was if i had to choose that was would be my let's say yeah. my uh, my ambition is that i can really have a personal can really share my life with people and and share my um and share the principles that i've learned over the years um and share them with people and yeah, I've been able to uh, to launch my YouTube channel um, and really teach people, and that, that I have also seen that if you teach people, you will you will learn yourself, and that I've seen so much growth, uh, also personal growth from this. And um, so my YouTube channel is Money Principles for everybody who's listening. Uh, so if you type in on YouTube Money Principles channel, you will definitely find me. Um, I yeah, recently right also away. put in a money game that will help you see how well you are doing financially. Um, and it gives you a score. You ask you a few questions and it will uh, interactively gives you Ooh, Bob, we uh, do that. points yeah. for how well you are doing, but in a fun and interactive way, engage with your, helps you think about your financial situation and also share investment principles. And one of the, from let's say uh, the best in the world and, and really try to yeah try to help people. Yeah, so good, Jesse. Well, your story is very yeah. inspirational. I know people are going to listen yeah. to it. They're going to find hope, and a lot of people, some of you who are listening, you're going to find some prayer points on some yeah. things you want to pray about because Jesse is experiencing God in a way that is very practical, but also yeah. very supernatural. We, that's who we want to be. We want to walk out our supernatural journey in a very practical way. So, thanks for sharing today. Up next, we have questions with Sean and Bob. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this, this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Welcome back to Questions with Sean and Bob. Sean, we have a question from Amy. Let me read it, okay? Do it. Amy says, I started a new business this year, and my question is, I don't have a bunch of money. That's, that's pretty normal. I don't have a bunch of money to start with. Would you suggest using a credit card for startup purchase or taking out a loan? What do you think, Sean? Oh, my gosh. This is like the conundrum of every entrepreneur, I think, especially in America, but all over um, it's hard because if you can take out a personal loan, um, it's it's going to be, you're going to have to do the, the work between your organization and your personal loan and, and actually doing it legally so that you can get paid back the right way. 
and it's going to be better because the interest rates are always better on personal loans than they are on credit cards, but your credit cards is the quick fix. And so it depends on um, if you do the financial forecasting and you really believe you can pay it back in a reasonable amount of time. Sometimes credit cards are better because you can just do it real fast. But if it's going to be more of a long term, I would say do a personal loan and make sure to write up an agreement between you and your organization so that uh, you can pay back the right way because uh, too many people get just overexposed and the tax season comes on and, and they're like having to write up documents that they should have had already written between them and the organization. And then it turns into this whole mess. And depending on what kind of corporation you have and whatever else, you could have some tax liability and some problems and how you've loaned yourself the money. And so it's just, especially if it's a personal loan. So just think that all through, you know, just talk to a normal accountant CPA to find out what, what is best for you. And if you can get that personal loan, that's great. And then after three years, at least in North America, in both Canada and American, I know several Asian countries, after three years, you can actually um, get a business loan, which would be even better. Sometimes it's five years. And if you can get a business loan, that's even better because then you don't have personal liability to loan. Yeah, that that's a great answer. I know when I started my business, uh, I used I had to use credit cards. And back in those days, the interest rates were really high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but they're still um, high on credit cards right now. They're still high. Yeah, I, I, I understand. But but I think Amy, um, if you can manage your credit cards, that's a good way to start. Like like uh, Sean said, in the short term, to buy some early adoption equipment and materials and purchases. I think that's a good way. But just you know, Sean and I always talk about having a plan, having a pro forma, uh, charting out what you think your business is going to do, and then trying to stay within those parameters. Yeah. And and Sean, you're right. Talk to an accountant. Um, talk to a CPA. We always say talk to a, a, a close group of friends uh, as mm -hmm. you're starting your business so that they can pray for you and find <laughs> people who have been in business so they can give you good advice. And Amy, thanks so much for the question. Love your question also, Amy. And it's a very normal question. I get asked probably once a week from someone. Hey, I want to encourage you guys, our listeners, to ask questions. We love answering them and we love interacting with you. So please email us at info at bullsministries.com or you can go to our website, click on the banner that says, ask John and Bob a question. You're going to ask a question there. And I'm telling you, some of our guests have come because you've introduced us to them. Some of the questions you've asked have inspired whole themes of the show. So we love this interaction. Let's keep doing it. Yep. Thanks again. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.